0: Though the global pandemic may be slowing things down, Spring Branch is taking tangible steps forward to keep our economy strong, like supporting our local businesses, linking them to free online business courses, and help from our top leaders. Spring Branch is working for businesses. Yours, find out more at sbmd.org in spring branch we speak more than 145 different languages and that diversity translates into a thriving economy our district's a melting pot that's a great place to find the staff you need spring branch is working for business yours find out more at sbmd.org
1: hi and welcome to Loop in this is the houston chronicle podcast all about real estate the dirt the deals the people the places it's all here i'm rebecca Schutz, real estate reporter at the houston Chronicle. We've talked about real estate around the world, but believe it or not, real estate is being shaped by more than what takes place on this earthly planet. I'm talking about the space race, the battle of the billionaires to commercialize travel to the heavens. It's had a big impact on real estate in parts of Texas, where those billionaires are basing their operations. Andrea Leinfelder, The Chronicle Space Reporter has joined us today to tell us a little bit about it. Hi, Andrea. So good to see you. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining. You've been on some adventures lately. Yes, I (laughs) have. I've been to all the far reaches of Texas.
0: Well, almost. I guess I have to go northeast now, but...
1: (laughs) Yeah, to the southernmost tip, all the way west. As I've been reading your coverage, I've just been struck by how much this... Race to reshape the final frontier has actually changed the real estate in the frontiers of Texas.
0: You wouldn't think about going to space in the housing market, but there's actually a, a big effect on communities when a billionaire picks
1: your backyard to start launching rockets. Yeah. I was wondering, since I haven't been to either of these places, and I'm guessing some of our readers haven't either, can you describe, what is Elon Musk calling it, his star base, uh, the Brownsville area and Van Horn. Yes, he's calling it Starbase. And actually, he wants to incorporate a city
0: out there, which is a whole nother story. But yeah, so in the Brownsville area in South Texas, it's, um, you know, right along the beach. It's humid. Um, and then you have Van Horn in West Texas, which is mountains and very dry. I was actually there after a rain and everyone was complaining about the humidity. Uh, <laughs> being from Houston, it just felt fabulous. I was like, this is not humidity. But yeah, so they're very different, like landscapes and geography, and it's amazing that Texas is so big. You have such variety, um, but it's actually the geography that brought these billionaires here. You know, if you launch mm-hmm. near the ocean, you can launch over water and away from most people, and um, if you launch. In the desert, there's just nobody there, and so you can go up and down, no problem. And so, geography brought a lot of people here. South Texas is right there; it's got the beach, it's got a lot of um, you know wetlands and mud flats and uh, coastal shorebirds and sea turtles. Uh, and West Texas has got um, tarantulas. We saw a few of those. Mm-hmm. Um, we heard about the rattlesnakes.
1: Thankfully, didn't see any of those. I imagine a lot of the people who live there are drawn a little bit by the remoteness. And I guess that brings us to, like, the pluses and minuses when a space-bound billionaire lands in your backyard.
0: Um, In both communities, it brings a lot of jobs. It brings a lot of opportunity, right? Like, um, in the Brownsville area, SpaceX is employing so many people. And, you know, they're in a pretty remote part. 40-ish minutes outside of Brownsville. And so it's pretty remote out there. So they hired a lot of food trucks for a while and a lot of restaurants to deliver food. And that was a big boon to the economy. Um, You know, they're offering internships to college students. Um, A lot of welders who had used to work elsewhere are now working for SpaceX so they can work closer to home. So it has a lot of economic opportunity. Same with Van Horn. When they have launches, they have a lot of people come to stay in the hotels and eat at the restaurants some of the locals are getting jobs out there. Some of the local like hardware stores, they provide a lot of product to Blue Origin. I thought that was
1: so crazy that Blue Origin is going to the local hardware store and picking up parts for spaceships. That really blew my mind.
0: Oh, it's so weird. <laughs> and it's not even just like, if if they don't have it, those people go find it for them. And so it's not oh, just wow. like off the shelf. It's like, oh, we've got a trailer, we'll go find it. And so it, it brings a lot of business like that. But it also brings a lot of You know, just a lot of changes and challenges and conflicts. I find that in Brownsville, um, the conflict was easier to spot, um, just because I think SpaceX is bigger and louder and, you know, their tactics are more explosive, (laughs) literally. (sighs) And so, you know, there are a lot of people worried about the environment, the shorebirds, habitats, and there are a lot of people, you know, who are being displaced by their housing. And so that's a problem, obviously, if you live there for a while, you want to retire in the area. If SpaceX is trying to buy your house, then that just becomes an issue. Um, Also, SpaceX closes the facility every time they want to launch and you have to leave your house, that becomes an issue. Um, But in Van Horn, you know, people were, they were more either excited or indifferent. I didn't really find anybody who was really opposed to having uh, Blue Origin in their backyard. So the conflict wasn't as obvious there, but it was also significantly smaller. I mean, there are like, you know, just over 2000 people who live in the entire county of uh, Culberson
1: County. So it's just, um, it's a smaller community. And I'm forgetting which town was it that the influx of dollars has actually impacted the city's ability to get funding.
0: Oh, that was Van Horns. They use grants to do a lot of citywide projects. And so mm-hmm. um, these grants are for low to moderate income communities. Now with the Blue Origin folks there, um, the the whole community isn't considered low to moderate income. And so they can do like small micro projects, like if they target one street here or one street there, but they can't do citywide projects. And, and the city is struggling with um, water. You know, it needs to fix old water stuff. and needs to build new water infrastructure. And so, um, you know, not getting this grants, so it's kind of hindered it in that way.
1: Yeah. That's a very unexpected outcome probably to a lot of people Yeah, that this could impact the water. So what is it like if you're a homeowner either in Starbase or Van Horn? Like if you already own a home in this remote area and suddenly there's a lot more people.
0: Yeah. I, I guess let's start with Brownsville. The city itself So Elon Musk, he kind of moves mountains, you know, definitely Mm -hmm. people money with Twitter. And so he sent Mm. out this tweet and he was like, move to Starbase. And then all of a sudden, people were buying houses sight unseen. They were traveling from Atlanta. They were like calling from Oregon and Washington State. And they were just like snatching up houses as investments. And these people don't work at SpaceX. They were their investment properties. And so the home prices were going up. People were putting in above asking price houses were getting multiple offers and just the realtors were like, they don't usually see that in Brownsville. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously if you own a home, it's worth more and that's great. If you're um, trying to buy your first home, you might be priced out of things that you had previously had your eye on. So it's kind of got that issue. Um, that's for like Brownsville itself. If you go to, um, Starbase, I don't really like calling it Starbase because Elon Musk has not incorporated it into a city yet. He doesn't have the people and the paperwork and everything done yet it's known locally as boca chica village and so this is a community literally right next door to where he's building these rockets and where he's launching them and so these people um you know a lot of them are retirees they're modest homes but they're really close to the beach they have waterfront views of the bay um and so it's a quiet remote area and so um, a lot of these folks they're retirees they wanted to stay here for their retirement they like the remoteness they like the weather and You know, Elon Musk and SpaceX have been trying to buy out the houses. And so a lot of people have moved, even though they didn't think they got what they deserved. Um, Other people are holding out still. But, um, you know, they feel they have construction equipment in their backyard sometimes. Uh, It it can be difficult being next to them. I mean, they can be good neighbors, too. SpaceX had a block party where, you know, it was an opportunity to get to know. Because when they buy the houses, they put people who live there. So it's an opportunity to get to know the people who live there for you know, SpaceX and the retirees who've been there for longer. So they do some nice stuff like that. One of the couples I spoke to, they said that Elon Musk stays next door when he's in town. And so it's just also kind of weird to have like, what, the world's second richest man uh, living next door to you.
1: Yeah. It's kind of difficult to imagine him in this super small town setting.
0: Yeah. And it's weird because like all these old houses have been like painted white and like a dark gray and they have like Tesla sitting out front now. And so it's definitely like a mishmash of
1: worlds. The people who have moved out, just because a lot of the story sort of centers around kind of unique geography, where are they moving? Like, are there comparable areas with like similar bird watching and pricing and... so, yeah. That's the biggest problem is there's not comparable
0: because the houses are older and smaller. You know, even if you get three times what that house is worth, it's not enough to buy a house near water anywhere else. The Boca Chica Village area is surrounded by a wildlife refuge and um, a state park besides SpaceX. So it was especially remote. The people I talk to say that with the money they're being offered, they can't find something comparable.
1: That's a difficult situation. Prices are going up. The people who are coming in, can you sort of describe them a little bit? So we're talking about the people coming
0: into Boca Chica Village or the people coming into Brownsville? Ooh, I guess. uh, Tell me both. (laughs) Well, um, I don't have great answers for either. The people in Boca Chica Village, I think, um, are somehow related to the company. I don't know. None of them will answer the door when you knock. I'm assuming a lot of them weren't there for the long haul. Just, you know, I don't know, though. In Brownsville, there's a lot of investors right now. Um, you know, either people who just want to be close to the activity, they want to be involved with SpaceX, so maybe they'll move out there at some point, or just um, investors who are buying houses, speculative, maybe to rent out.
1: Has this driven more home building?
0: I talked to one developer, and they were um, already making you know their property before Elon Musk sent his tweet. Um, they had the ball rolling. They're going to do 675 houses in northern Brownsville. Um, the first phase of development has 129 houses. And all of those have already been sold. Wow. And so the breakout they gave me was 5% to SpaceX employees, 20% to investors speculating on SpaceX, and 75% to locals, you know, nurses, teachers, firefighters, police officers, entrepreneurs, et cetera. And so that kind of gives you an idea, 25% to either SpaceX or the people who, you know, are investing because of SpaceX. This developer also mentioned that they wanted to get a few other projects going,
1: Super interesting. And what's going on in Van Horn?
0: Yeah, so Van Horn has always, okay, I won't say always, but from what I can gather, for a long time, um, finding a place that's move-in ready for rent or to buy has been an issue. Not a lot of people build houses there. Um, You know, I talked to the owner of the local McDonald's franchise, and he used to buy houses and fix them up and rent them out for his own employees just because they couldn't get housing. Wow. And yeah, people told me that the school at one point built houses to, you know, the to house employees that it gets there. So housing has always been an issue. Now we have Blue Origin folks moving in and these people obviously need places to live. And a lot of them are just passing through town. They're not going to be there long-term. So they need places to rent, um, and I think that has been difficult for them to find. I think that a lot of developers haven't come in just because they couldn't get enough money to make it worth their while. And so mm. with Blue Origin folks, you know, willing to pay higher rent because most of them have lived elsewhere or um, some of them were actually starting to buy and get involved in the community. They're on, you know, Blue Origin employees have been on the school board. Um, you know, they're on the museum board. So they're trying to get, in- they're starting to get involved more with the community. So it's definitely prime for
1: development. If you have the money. (laughs) If the housing market is so tight, what are the employees doing? It just puts me in mind of like the man camps out in West Texas. It's like a similar market, you know, where employment has popped up overnight. People need a place to stay. Yeah. People do stay in
0: RVs. Um, So I did talk to some RV Mm -hmm. park owners. And so um, it's kind of like oil and gas. You know, people bring RVs instead of um, renting apartments.
1: Interesting. And then you participated in in the market to some degree as a short-term renter, right? Uh you had to <laughs> while covering both these stories, you had to find a place to stay. And what was that like? So the first trips
0: were no problem. Um it was very easy to find a hotel in Brownsville. Um and our first trip to Van Horn was easy. Got a hotel. Um it's called El Capitan. It's an old historic, renovated hotel. Oh, it was cool. very cute. But the second trip to Van Horn was more problematic because Blue Origin Folk had like rented all the rooms. And so I'm looking online and all of the hotels were like taken except for like the Motel 6. And so we actually lucked out to find an Airbnb and um, we ended up staying in an Airbnb and actually we ended up splitting it with um, another news organization to kind of cut down on costs and help someone else. Uh, have a place to stay for the launch. So a lot of the reporters who came in from the launch stayed in El Paso, which was a two-hour drive. So they caught their media bus at midnight or twelve thirty, one of the two. And I didn't have to catch it till at least 2.30 a.m. So being close let me sleep a little longer, which I am thankful for.
1: Okay. So (laughs) I feel like this is uh, proving some of the investors right. Yes. Is there anything we haven't touched on that During your two trips or during your multiple trips to these two places really stood out?
0: Well, something that was interesting to me is downtown Brownsville. Um, Mm -hmm. So one of, again, Elon Musk's tweets, um, one of his tweets says that he's going to put $10 million to renovate downtown Brownsville. And so buildings there had been vacant for a long time. After Elon Musk sent that tweet, um, you know, these buildings are starting to be toured and some offers have been put in. Um, You know, buildings that used to lease for $0.25 a square foot are now going for $1 to one fifty a square foot downtown. Wow. Okay. Yes. And, you know, the city's been trying to revitalize downtown for a while now. There's um, some newer restaurants have been opened and some bars and stuff. Um, And so it's definitely something that the city's been working on. But when Elon Musk put that tweet out, it really kind of kept that ball
1: rolling and picked it up and accelerated it. Obviously, you don't know. But what do you think was the impetus of that? tweet? You know, was he trying to make good on tourism or, you know, why, why would you tell people to invest in Brownsville?
0: Yeah. So I, I say in the article that, um, you know, the exploding starship prototype was not the most unexpected or surprising thing about that day. Um, actually, those tweets oh, yeah. were because that's what really moved a lot of money and really got the ball rolling and a lot of people buying houses down there and and um, looking at downtown.
1: Yeah. And it seems like it caught a lot of sort of real estate experts on the ground unawares, right? It caught everyone unaware. No one knew that
0: money was coming, but it has started to come. So it wasn't just a tweet.
1: Well, thanks so much for reporting back from your travels. It's been so fun to read about and hopefully fun to listen about. No, thanks for uh, having me. It was a lot of fun to
0: travel and to get to know the folks in those communities and to work on it. So it's it's been nice talking about it.
1: Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you ever want to send an idea for a podcast or just say hi, you can reach out on Facebook or Twitter. I'm at Ra R A S C H U E T Z. And on our show notes, if you go to HoustonChronicle.com slash looped in, we'll have links to Andrea's excellent series on the Battle of the Billionaires, including stories on how the Brownsville area and Van Horn are being reshaped. Thanks to our print editors, Jonathan Diamond and Rob Gavin. Thanks to Farrell Gibbs and his band All the Kimonos for the theme music. And thanks to Scott Kingsley for producing. Until next time.